Today I would like to go on talking about another one of our core values here in the church. Both Pastor Lau and Pastor Tyson have preached on core value of loving God's Word and yielding to the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Today, I want to teach on a value in which we believe in here at New Hope. And that is, we believe that ministry should be done not by just an individual, but we believe that ministry should be done as a team. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you, Lord, that this word in which we are about to read, God, it is good for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the people of God may be thoroughly equipped for the work in which you're calling them to. Father, open our ears and our hearts that we may receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So we, so we will talk about working together as a team, or doing ministry as a team. We can see from Scripture, even as we look way back in the back in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Those of you who brought your Bible, make sure you open it up. Brother James came to me this morning. He said, Pastor, I didn't bring my Bible, but somebody else brought it. I said, share with them then. So with your neighbor, please look at it and share with them. Genesis, we're going to look at chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, particularly verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible says, then God said, let us make man in our image. In our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. It would be pretty easy to just kind of skate past just a real small word in that verse, especially if you have been reading the whole chapter. It would be very, just very, very easy to just skim over that and say, "Okay, God is." creating something here, and so forth. Because up until this point, every single one of the scriptures before talked about God created this, uh, and God said this. But here we say that God said, let us make man in our image. So we're talking about God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working together here as a team. Some people will want to say that this is three different gods, but I don't believe that's what Scripture is communicating. I believe Scripture is saying to us that we have one God who reveals himself to us in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they are working together to create mankind. They are working together to create the heavens and the earth. God has made man not that he may be self-sufficient. 
God has made man so that he may be dependent on another. So it's very difficult to begin to think that we are going to do ministry alone uh, as an individual. No, God wants us to work together. That's why I said that it is very important that we understand that it is not about uh, Pastor Lau and his lovely wife, but it is about New Hope International Church body that is coming together to do a great work for God. So we should work as a team in the family of God. Reasons. Reasons why we work together as a team. Reasons why. First reason I will say, certain things cannot be done by one person alone. Just certain things cannot be done by one person alone. As I said before, God did not make us to be ones who would be self-sufficient. But God created us so that we would be dependent on others. When we think about this, just think about the baby itself. The baby needs is dependent on its parents. Otherwise, it cannot survive. It just can't. That's why the Bible says, if we go on, stand in Genesis and flip over to chapter 2 now, And we'll look at verse 18. The Bible says that God, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. God said it it is not good for a man to be alone. It is not good for us to try and do ministry by ourselves. What is good is that we will begin to work together and do ministry together. If you notice that, God says here, God says here that it is not good for a man to be long. I will make him a helper. So we can see that in order for man and woman to be able to fulfill God's plan of having offsprings, it takes both of them. It cannot, just, cannot be done by one person. It takes both the man and woman coming together to be able to produce offsprings. God desires us to work together. It's very difficult to be able to think that we are going to work as an individual or serve God as an individual by ourselves and think that we are going to be able to accomplish and fulfill his plan. I know that we live in a society that may tell us or that may promote us being individuals, but in practice, God does not promote that agenda. God only promotes team. And we may see, and I've been on teams as such, to where the one person receive all the accolades and the trophies and so forth. But in fact, if that one person did not have the other people on the team, nowhere in the world that they would be receiving those accolades. 
they have to be able to work with others. The second thing that we can see, not only is certain things, certain things that man cannot, cannot be done by one person, but the second thing, God calls men to do things as a corporate and not as an individual. We can see clearly that if we look at the progression of God's kingdom from the Old Testament on up to the New Testament, we can clearly see that God placed an importance on the the corporate identity. We can see that with the nation of Israel. God chose a people to do his work. He did not choose one person. He chose the people to accomplish his task because he desires not just the individual so that the individual will become very prideful and boastful and everything, but he chose the group of people to carry out his work. And that's the same thing that we can see if we fast forward into the New Testament, we can see the same thing that Paul expresses to the church at Corinth. The same identical thing that God is not caring about just a single person. God is caring about what the body itself is doing together. The Bible says like this in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse uh, 12 and 13. The body is a unit. You should probably underline that. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all given in one spirit to drink. It's very interesting. Uh, here, if you read all through the, the book itself, you will see that there were some problems at the church at Corinth. And one of the problems was that many were, because they were able to speak in tongues, they thought that they were much more than other people within the, in, in, the, in, the, in the body there in the church. And they thought that, hey, because I'm able to speak in tongues, I'm more important than you are. I'm more great than you are. So Paul had to go back and say to them and teach them about spiritual gifts, that they are given to you for to edify the whole, not to edify yourself. However, I believe that it seemed to be communicated a lot to us that it's just the one person that is actually doing that because most of the time the spotlight is on guys like myself who are the ones standing in front preaching and so forth. But in fact, he or she is just one part of this body. And if they don't have the other parts of the body they will not be able to do the things that they are doing. So it is not about just one individual. God promotes team because he desires it to be a corporate effort. Thirdly, the Bible in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12, it tells us that clearly that two people are better than one. So the third reason when we have team is because two people are better than one. Two, the, if you go on to read this particular scripture, we can see that two, it says that two people 
can defend themselves. And then it was go on to go on to say that three three strand cord is stronger than a one strand cord. In other words, a group of people working together is more productive or stronger than one individual. And we ought to think about that. Some of you I know are sitting and you think, well, what good am I doing? What good am I to the, to, to the church? Well, do you know, if you're just showing up and if you're praising God, you're being a part of advancing God's kingdom in this earth. I don't think that God just wants you to show up. I think that God has distributed something to your life so that you would have a specific fit into this body of of Christ. Have you ever put together like a jigsaw puzzle? Jigsaw puzzles are very interesting because they... There could be 500 piece, 200 piece, or 1,000 piece. And you can never see the, the whole picture until all of the individual pieces have been plugged in and put together. You notice that that jigsaw puzzle is not the same if one of those pieces are missing. It's not a full pi- picture. So if you are here and you are, have letting thoughts run to your mind as though you are not important, I, can, I would tell you today to get rid of that thought and don't entertain that thought because you are very important in this body. Because we worship and we serve him, not as, individu- as individuals, we have, our, we, we have our own individual identity, but our individual identity hooks up with other identities, <laughs> and we form one identity in serving our Lord. Two are better than one. Lastly, reason why team, ministry instead of individual, we multiply our efforts and we multiply efforts and results. The Bible says in Leviticus chapter 26, verse 8, five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase 10,000, and your enemies will fall by the sword before you. So God has taken his people, the Israelites, up out of Egypt, and now he is laying out all of these different laws and so forth. And it comes to chapter 26, and he says that if you guys would just obey me, if you will obey me and do what I said for you to do together, your enemies will not have no part with you. In fact, you will, be, you will defeat your enemies. And notice how he put emphasis on not just one particular person, not just Moses. But he says to them, he says, if you guys, if all of us at New Hope International Church put all of our efforts together using our gifts and our abilities in which God has given us, how much work could we do? We could do a great and awesome thing for God. 
That's why I say that my expectation for Christmas, my expectation for starting a new campus in the North End, that's something exciting that New Hope International Church is doing. My expectation is that we would do extraordinary things. Because we're all working together and we're all depending on our God who can do the things that would seem to us to be impossible. We can get a, we can multiply efforts and our results. Looking at examples, looking at examples of successful teamwork. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 17 and verses 11 to 13, we got a story here of Moses, Aaron, Ur, and Joshua. The Bible says as long as Moses held up his hand, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Ur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So that Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. So every, so Moses, can you imagine? If Moses was out there fighting alone, Moses' own pro, they would have dropped. They would have dropped. Because it's so much that he can do by himself. But because he had uh, Aaron and Ur holding up his arms, they won the battle. It was a, it was a, it was a battle for the Israelites. But God said to them that if his hand stays up, and the, more, the longer they stay up, the more you win the battle. Thank God that he had Aaron and Ur there to hold up Moses' arms. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that we have each other <laughs> to hold up each other's arm. In fact, uh, I was, the other day I was like this, you know, trying to read my Bible, <laughs> and the Bible dropped on my face because I was so tired. So I, I can understand what Moses probably was going through. But thank God again that he had Aaron and Ur to hold up his arms. How about Moses went and he met with his father-in-law and his father-in-law pointed out to him, he says, Moses, what you doing it's going to be, you're going to get very tired in doing this. And you're going to wear yourself out. Because Moses was trying to be the pastor almost a million people. He was trying to pastor them alone. And his father-in-law Jethro told him, say, Moses, what you're doing is not good. So for maybe those, maybe in our midst who are maybe care group leaders and you may be serving alone and doing it alone, what you're doing is not good. Jethro said, Moses, why don't you take some men and appoint them to oversee groups of people? 
to help you with the work of God. Moses got smart. And Moses said, yes, I'm going to do that. And he did that. And the work became much more easier for him. In the same way, when we all are working together and doing the thing of God together, the work becomes much more easier. I don't want to see this happen. There's about 25 people or so that I continue to see them and their name, or this person is on this ministry. And you travel down the, the grid and you see that, wow, that person's name is in the grid about three or four more times. And I think, ooh, that cannot be the case when we have at least 100 or 150 people in here. It cannot, it shall not, it will not be the case. We want to get to that place to where we see that every single one come, comes in here. They know his or her gift. They know their abilities in which they have. And they're able to be plugged in. And they're able to be used of God to work together to accomplish what God desires for New Hope International Church. One of the greatest examples that I personally like and that you can read on your spare time is that when Nehemiah and I call them the wall builders got together and then went back to Jerusalem and the wall was broken down. And this particular people, some of the people actually were even there in Jerusalem and they seen the wall broken down, but they didn't get together. And God used Nehemiah to rally the crowd and say, hey, guys, Nehemiah chapter 2, Nehemiah was out observing the wall, and Nehemiah came back to the people. He said, hey, guys, we don't like this. We, we're, we're held in danger. We're held in danger here. The enemy can come in and just ransack and do whatever it desires. And Nehemiah said, why don't we get together? And why don't we work and build a wall? And then if you flip over to chapter 3, you will see that Nehemiah has stirred up all of these people, over, probably over 70 different names in the, in, in, involved in this whole activity. And I liked it. What I like about it so well is that you had priests that were on the wall. You had women that were on the wall. You had some of those, uh, the perfume guys, uh, the dainty type people on the wall, you know. You had everybody on the wall. Everybody had a place on the wall. And they did a supernatural work for God. Because they worked together. And they're working together so much so that it took 52 days. Wow, it took so many, over 200 years. Or, uh, not 200, but over a great length of time that some group of people could not get together and build a wall. Nehemiah stirred up a group of people who said, yes, we have the same common purpose. We want to get together and we want to see the wall built up so we can have some protection. 52 days. Some scholars believe that the wall itself was somewhat eight feet thick. Just shows you what, when a people come together, what they can do for God.
One thing I noticed about that story and also the other stories, one key element that we can see that clearly helps with teamwork, and we can see that that key element is unity. Now, some people will want to say that unity is sameness. I will say that unity is oneness in purpose. So we all have a common goal in which we are looking for, in which we are trying to reach. But it may be many different ways in which we get to that common goal. Clearly, unity, there are factors, obviously, that, commu- that contribute to the unity. First, just as I said, having a common goal. We can see this in Amos chapter 3, verse 3, Acts chapter 4, verse 32, Romans chapter 15, verse 5, and then also in Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 2, they make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Paul obviously had to come back to the church at Philippi to, because there were a group, there were a couple of ladies who were having disagreement. And Paul says to them, hey, 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 we, no time for disagreement here. We need to make sure that we are still keep in unity here. Sometimes there are things that happen in life. There are things that we may differ about. One of the greatest things that I can see that even, uh, even at this time is that we differ sometimes in the aspects of politics. But that doesn't make that, that shouldn't mean that we should divide ourselves because we all want the same common goal. So we should begin, we should learn how to work together even though there are differences. Differences actually enhance what I, I believe, at least. So we all should have a common goal. And our common goal, if you will look at the front of your bulletin, you will see the common goal in which we're looking for. We want to see glorious churches. We want to see more churches just like this with all kinds of people. People who would be yielded to the Spirit of God. People who would say, yes, I want to be discipled. We want to see that. We believe that these core values, they help us to achieve that goal in which God desires us desires to achieve. So believe me, not just here preaching to you just to be preaching to you. Preaching to you so that we can all come under the same common goal so that we can be able to see the Lord Jesus lifted up more than anything else. So factors, talking about factors that contribute to unity. Number one, having the same a common goal. Number two, having humility. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. What well, it was a low blow for me when I went to college. And I just, I was an all-stater, all-world, my high school team. And I went to college, 
You had 11 other all worlds and all status. And you had to learn how to get along with each other. And I really appreciate our coach to this day because one thing that he did, and he did very well, he made sure that all of us saw the common goal in which we were shooting for. And believe me, because we all wanted to have some fame, all wanted to, I wish I had my trophy here, I could show it to you in my rings and all of those kind of things. But all of us wanted to have memories from NCAA tournaments and all of those kind of things. We all wanted to have those memories. So we were willing to shoot a little bit less. We were willing to get a little bit less of fame because we wanted to meet the common goal. Humility is one way that really helps us to be able to keep unity in the church. Start thinking of not only of yourself, but look at the interests of others. What is best for others? One way of keeping unity in the church. Thirdly, if we want to keep unity in the church, and appreciate the teamwork. We must learn how to respect each other's personal ability, giftings, and calling. Every single one of us have different calling. Every single one of us have different abilities, different gifts. We must learn how to respect each other's gift and each other's calling. And when we begin to learn how to respect it, then unity flows in the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14, verse 20, and verse 28 speaks of that. So what happens? Sometimes we only hear from the angle of what happens when we don't choose not to respect Someone else's gift, someone else's call. Remember the story of Aaron and Miriam? Numbers chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. Moses had married a girl from Cush in Miriam and Aaron, they didn't like that. And they said, then they began to start talking about, does God only speak to Moses? And God pulled them outside of the tent of meeting and came down upon them as a, as a cloud. And then we pick up with verse 9. He said, the anger of the Lord burned against them. And he left them. When the cloud lifted from above the tent. There stood Miriam, leprous, like snow. Aaron turned towards her and saw that she had leprosy. Because they looked down on Moses. They talk against Moses. If you talk against Brother Arthur, who is working here on the camera back here, 
Watch out. Be careful. We need to learn how to respect people's gift. We need to respect their calling. This is not just only this is not just only the pastor. Each one of these people are members of the body of Christ. And we respect each other. And God will honor us. Last thing that we can do, and I'll close here. Unity is very key to teamwork. Factors that help with team with uh, unity, having a common goal, having humility, respecting each other's gifting, calling, and last, learning how to support one another. We are told in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, that God has given us a gift and we are to use that gift. Not let the gift sit dormant. We are to use the gift for God. And instead of someone saying that, hey, my gift is a little bit better than yours. No, in fact, we should be saying to them and say, brother, the gift God has given you, use it. I implore you to use that gift that God has given them. When the person starts to use the gift, walk alongside them and be able to say, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, go for it, my friend. Some people are developing, maybe you're a little bit better teacher than someone who is developing their gift of teaching, and you say, Brother or sister, I identify that teaching gift in you. I want to come alongside of you and help you and encourage you in that gift. I believe for sure that person may be the one of the shyest person, but they will jump up in their chest and start to stick out a little bit. <laughs> I'm one of those people. A pastor named Marvin Burdick, and I'll end with this. Pastor Marvin, he came up to me the day when I gave my life back to Christ. He said, you have a name of a king. And your name means king. And you need to rise up. God has called you to preach the word of God. Ooh, boy, I said, boy, basketball, I'm used to. But preaching the gospel, I'm not used to. I was scared. But I heard, that was the second time that I heard that call. Somebody speak that prophetic word over me. And to know that Pastor Marvin, he decided that if you would just come a little bit early, I would take some time out with you and get, a lo- get with you and so forth. But he, what he was doing, he was just getting behind me. He was just supporting me. He was just encouraging me to use the gift in which God had given me. And that's what we should do to one another. We should use the gift in which God has given us. 
about five or four or five weeks ago, there was about 13, 13 men in this church. And they said, let's get together and let's do something to be able to bless a particular family in our church. Well, these 13 men, we got together on a Saturday. It was beautiful weather out. And we went out, and we went to mowing the lawn, and we went to fixing on the house together. Oh, we had such a great time. And we were serving God as a team, not as an individual. Nobody there getting any accolades. But it's just all the people, had, just the brothers had come together and said, hey, our common purpose is that we want to help this family. We want to bless this family. It's not about who is going to be running the show and doing this and that. It's about, hey, we want to bless this family and let's all of us men get together and let's bless them. Well, I want to tell you something, New Hope International Church. I say that God has given us the challenge. He has said, go into the world and make disciples. I can, I can tell you today that if we would just link up today and we would just hook our arms together and we would just begin to walk together and serve God together as a team, I believe that we can see Seattle transform. God is about team. And one of our core values here is that we all will serve him as a team. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for Lord, all of these different brothers and sisters. Father, many of us, we are so much like those who build on the wall. God, so many of us coming from so many different places, so many different walks. But God, we all want to please you, God. We all want to do what you have called us to do, to go out into the world and to share your love with people, God. So, Father, from those who work and serve you, God, with gifts who are behind the scene, who probably are never recognized, God. I thank you, Lord, that you are looking down on them and you are smiling upon them, God. Because, Lord, they have such an instrumental place in your body, God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to come to that place. God, that we would see team as more important than ourselves. Father, thank you for every single gift that you have distributed into the lives of these people. I pray that every single gift would be used. God, and we will see you do mighty works. Not through just one person, but God, through this corporate body, we will see you doing mighty things. And Father, we rejoice because we can begin, we have 
starting to see, God. Lord, you're moving in our body. We're starting to see people, God in Asia and Thailand coming to Christ. <laughs> God, because we all working together to accomplish your purpose, God. Father, we rejoice because we can see and we see just a real yearning for the people, God, in whom you have called God to see the, another branch of this church in North Seattle, God. Thank you, Father, that you're moving in our midst and you are causing us to be united in purpose and heart and vision. <laughs> Father, thank you for all of those who participate. Lord, in our children's ministry, God, that our children are growing up, God, because you have teachers. Lord, you have people who are working together, God, setting aside their own agendas, Lord, for the greater purpose, God. <laughs> Father, we just thank you like we are on your team, God. And we thank you, God, that just as all of those individuals had a different gate in which they were to work on, on the wall. God, thank you that we all have a specific purpose, that we all have a place in New Hope International Church, specifically for us. Father, we give thanks to you for choosing us. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.